Welcome to Three Things Podcast, a podcast about journeys and the things we hold in our hands. For us, it's a good book, a favorite drink. Christine and I will be having conversations with friends, both old and new, asking them to share their faith journeys, and of course, what do they hold in their hands? So join us on this journey where we hope you will find some inspiration. If you like what you hear, please let us know and be sure to share this podcast with a friend. Because ultimately, we are all on a journey, and sometimes the best thing we can hold in our hand is the hand of a friend. Hey, Christina. Um, so this episode that we're releasing today uh, is kind of, it's a fun little episode. Um, we're in the middle of Lent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of Catholics, uh, it's not unheard of for Catholics to give up alcohol during Lent. Yeah. Uh, not me. Not, yeah. not this Catholic. Not this year. <laughs> Maybe one of these years. <laughs> Did we do that one year? No. I, I know I did. can't. I couldn't do it. So. Well, now you have to. No, I, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, this is a really fun episode. Really good episode. It's our longest episode so far. Yes, it is very long, but... It is well uh, our guest it. has so many stories that are very appropriate for Lent and for St. Patrick's right. Day. Right. Well, and just just in life and faith in general. Mm-hmm. So please uh, be sure to listen to the episode all the way through. Um, but you know what also is exciting? Uh, we have some listeners. I know. People listen to our podcast. I, I think even our kids are listening. Well, not all our kids. Yeah, I right. Actually, I don't think any of our kids have listened. Well, I think three are. I think 75% of our children are listening. <laughs> I think 75% of our children are telling you <laughs> are telling me a story. And one's being honest. Yeah. So I think 25% of our children are being honest. Okay. 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 I, I will say my, my parents are listening too. So I'm oh, that's, excited that's about that. Right, right. I don't think my parents are listening yet. <laughs> but anyway, um, we do have some listeners that aren't related to us. So that's exciting. Yes. And, yes. um, so we we had a couple comments. So one of our listeners commented that they they noticed that all of our guests were on the top of our list. Yeah, I, but we did have a list. So, and they were all relatively on the list, and the list wasn't super long. So that means everybody's at the top. Of well, I, yeah. Let, <laughs> let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about the list. So the list came together when we were thinking of the podcast. We just randomly threw out names, right? Of and people uh, with stories. With we people knew. with stories to tell and people we knew and people who we also thought would be willing to share those stories stories on a public format like this. We didn't realize that it would be so upsetting to some people to hear they're on the top of the list, only to find out they were sharing that honor with several <laughs> other people. <laughs> well, we didn't number the list. No. So anyone on the list is on the top of the mm-hmm, list. That's that's what I. That's a better to say. way to say that it. That is, everyone's important. Okay, and then uh, we got stickers. Yes, so I've been excitedly giving away stickers. I have so many people come up and say they've listened, and then I'm happy to hand them a sticker. Yeah. And so, if you out there are one of our listeners that would like a sticker, you're just going to have to send some sort of message to me or come say hi and, and tell me you listened and I will be happy to give you a sticker. They're kind of cool. They have our graphic on them. 
that you can see. But I will ask, you know, I, I wonder, Jay, if anybody's actually looking carefully at the graphic because each time it's different. It's appropriate for that particular guest. So it's kind of like little hidden messages of what you're going to hear if you look at the little icons. So there you go. So the challenge is, is to look at the icons and try to guess what the guest mm -hmm. what is you're going to hear. Yeah. What you're going to hear about their mm -hmm. uh, book, about their drink and about their story. About their story. So uh, also, uh, we haven't resolved the hoodie issue yet. No, no. But, but, but someone said. Well, we had a suggestion. One of our one of our listeners suggested that maybe instead of a because we were arguing about whether it should be a T-shirt or a hoodie. <laughs> And I want a hoodie and you don't wanted a t-shirt. You wanted a t-shirt. And so then someone said, what if we compromise and just do a long sleeved t-shirt? Yeah. And I said, we're too early in the battle to make compromise. Yes. Right. Well, oh. or just, you know, I'm not a graphic design artist. So creating a t-shirt, if anybody out there could do well, that. Well, my suggestion us. was put our faces on it. Well, we're not putting our okay. faces on a but shirt. But regardless, we're still arguing <laughs> about t-shirts and or hoodies. And so, but we gladly give away stickers. Yes. All right. Look, um, we want to thank everyone for listening to the show. We also want to encourage everyone to share the show with friends or uh, through your social media. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at three underscore things underscore podcast. Um, be sure to check us out. Uh, be sure to, to check out our website. Yes. IdahoDeaconJason.com. Yep. Be sure to check that out. And you'll see the links there mm -hmm. and other stuff. And we do appreciate anytime you share or, or um, anytime you tell others about it because it is ultimately support. And the only way that the word would get out is because you guys are so kind enough to support us. So yep. thank you. And we appreciate it all. So look, I want you to enjoy our podcast. Listen to it all the way through. Um, if you're encouraged, if uh, your the story touches you, let us know. Um, and thank you again mm -hmm. for being, uh, listening, take, spending your time uh, to listen to our show. Yep. And we want to remind everyone, sometimes the best thing you can have in your hand is the hand of a friend. That's right. So thank you. Journey on. Hello, everyone. This is Jason Batalden. And this is Christina. And this is Three Things Podcast. Yes. So, um, Christina, we have an exciting guest on the show today. I know. I'm, I am I, I am excited to hear his story now, because I do not know it. You know him. I do. But Briefly you met him. Right. But you don't know his stories. No. So this will be kind of fun mm -hmm, for you. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm counting on you to carry the whole show. Uh, of course. Of course. <laughs> I always count on you to carry the whole show. Um, but with that being said, uh, first of all, Christina, what are you drinking? I am drinking Red Impulse. It's an Oregon red blend right. that I absolutely love it's a dark one too okay. and um yeah i'm always in for a good red wine mm -hmm. and i'm drinking a ginger ale minus the kicker yeah. i'm just drinking ginger ale just i got i got ale. no whiskey kicker in there nothing today yep i don't know we've we've just hasn't really nailed on our drink no, we haven't you we thought haven't. we would you know have a special drink we did every podcast and we just don't maybe so. our guest will have a good one yeah. that we can but with that being said, let's cheers and get the show cheers. on the road. Bing. There we go. Uh, Dermot, our guest today is Dermot, Dermot McCon. And um, is that how you really say it, Jay? That's how I said it right now. I'm going to let Dermot really say it. 
<laughs> you, okay. you just made fun of me again. Oh, I love you. All right. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, Dermot, um, we met a long, I, 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 I don't know when we met Dermot year wise, um, because it's been a lot of years. Um, and we, we met, uh, through church and, uh, I know for a while there, um, when you were here, we, we were doing that Thursday morning ungodly hour there for a while at 6 a.m. And um, and we've kind of been connected through the Knights of Columbus and other things that you've done. Um, but but uh, I do, Emma, Dermot has some great stories. And I don't want to ruin it all for Dermot. Yes, but so when he does speak, our audience will know that, that Dermot has some great stories because he's been in a lot of different places. Yes, yes. So, so Dermot, <laughs> yeah. So Dermot, if you don't mind, uh, introduce yourself to our audience. All right. Well, thank you guys for, for having me on. Yeah. So um, you don't need to adjust your, your podcast or, or whatever you're listening to. I, I do have an accent. I am going to try and speak slowly and clearly so I can be understood. But as a, as a native Irish person, we do tend to speak a little bit fast. Uh, I, know you can, I know you can speed up your, 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 your settings, but I'm not sure about slowing them down. So yeah, <laughs> that's it's true. nice for me to listen to, 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 to Jason and Christina here at, at their normal speaking speed, because I, I listen to every podcast at 1.5 or, or 2. <laughs> uh, get to, get, you get them done quicker that way. You know yeah, what I mean yeah, there? I'm, I'm a the, big podcast guy. And so, you know, it, I've got... I've got too many I have to get through. I'm going to touch on that a little bit later on as well. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. To Actually, I'd, I'd love to have that. I can't wait for that conversation. But yeah. So um, I'm uh, Dermot McCann. I'm, I'm from I'm from Coleraine, Northern Ireland, right in the north coast of, uh, of Ireland on the border between County Andrew and County Derry. And um, I grew up there. My family's still there. My my older brother uh, is, is a priest in the Diocese of Down and Connor in the town of Ballymoney. And... Um, I've got a, an older sister, uh, and and she's married and has kids, and and a, a younger brother, and he's married and has kids, and my parents, of course, are still there as well, and so all my family's there, and so how did the Irish guy end up in, in Idaho? Is what everyone asks, and the answer is obviously exactly. it's the mecca of potatoes, right? So, yeah, <laughs> that's the uh, that's, oh, that's, a, good that's one. the obvious answer, right? But um, no, when I was when I was studying, I was an English lit major at Queen's University Belfast, and had the opportunity to study abroad for a year and the program was go study in America and and study business and I was a, like I said I was, I was a lit student so I, I didn't really care about the business side of things but the more I heard about the program and it was sort of a you know full ride scholarship and flights and meals and everything are paid for it's like well, well tell me more <laughs> I, uh, the I, incentive package works for me i yeah, i don't absolutely. know about the rest of it but this is all right well and i was like is this going to affect my 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 grids in my english course they said oh no it's basically like a gap year so it didn't affect it so i was like oh, okay okay i'm interested so i applied and, and was successful and, and and the only catch was that you didn't get to choose where where you went right and so i could have been in alaska florida or anywhere in between Mm -hmm. and um they called me up and said would you like to go to carroll college helena montana for a year and i said absolutely sign me up i got off the phone grabbed an atlas and said where the heck am i going at? yeah <laughs> where's montana yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, where's whatever. helena yeah yeah only only would have been like passingly familiar with with that at all so um so i got to spend a year at carroll that's where i met jen my wife uh we we, we uh 
did long distance for a couple of years, which uh, is no fun. And and anyone who has done long distance knows that's uh, that's pretty 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 heart wrenching and miserable and, and hard to get through. And you know, people will say, "Well, that's, uh, that was really hard being in Ireland and and, and Montana, so far apart." But my my experience is, if if, if your partner is not close by and not readily seen, the distance doesn't really matter. It's still <laughs> so, right. It, it could be um, right. 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 And so um, we did long distance for a couple of years. Then then we got uh, Jen graduated. I graduated, and we went and taught English in Japan for a couple of years. And uh, you and her, you did, or you and her together went. Uh, both of us together. The, the okay. Thought, the thought process was it's really hard to get a visa if you're not married, coming into America or going to get married. Mm-hmm. And uh, same for the UK coming into Northern Ireland. And so Jen, Jen had a, 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 a her degree in, in TESOL, teaching English as a second language. So, and I graduated a year ahead of her. So I said, well, I'll get a master's degree in TESOL in that year. And then we'll let the job figure it out. Right. So there was a master's program in my hometown for that. And so I just did that. And we went to Japan, taught English to little kids there. Loved that. And then we got married in Helena. That was that'll be ten years this year. Oh, right on, right yep. on. Yep, lived in Montana for for about a year. Then then Jen's from Idaho Falls, so we moved back down to Idaho Falls. It probably was around I don't know 2012, 2013, something like yep. that. Yeah. And uh, lived there for uh, you know four or five years again, and then moved back up to Montana uh, for for my work. So. That's how that's how the Irish guy ended up in in, in Montana of all places. So, <laughs> and, and I, if you don't know, I'm 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 both Irish and a salesman, so uh, talking for me will not be an issue on this. Podcast. That's right on. And well, uh, I'll, try, I'll, I'll try not to make it like the the, the first uh, three things four hour long podcast for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we'll see where we end up, but uh, probably knowing a little bit of Montana higher uh, history. You know, you're not the first Irishman <laughs> to, to make it to Montana. To get to that I mean, state. I don't know if you've ever driven through Butte, but <laughs> you know that that, that that sort of has a reputation of uh, that was a major uh, stopping point for Irishmen back in the day. So yep. So I'm, I'm uh, I, as with most most things, I find myself about a hundred years too late here. So <laughs> <laughs> last guy. <laughs> that's all right well uh so with that being said I, I, oh go ahead I, I don't know i think living in butte now is probably better than living in butte 100 years ago <laughs> when it was kind of a rough and tumble place I mean, now you might not get shot <laughs> yeah no kidding did you know that butte was so notorious that the fbi had set up a headquarters in butte montana my my piece of butte trivia is a little less uh i don't know it, I, I, I think it's kind of a surprising one, but the America's oldest continuous existing Chinese restaurant is in Butte, Montana. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dang. We got to go this summer. Yeah, we like Butte. I love Butte. If I, not, I wouldn't mind living there. Well, I would. <laughs> but, but uh, I, you know, um, it's a cool place to visit. Oh, for sure. Butte's, Butte's awesome. The people are nice. It's uh, it's a... Uh, it's its own deal, though. I mean, they're very proud of 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 Butte. Yep. Butte, is, Butte is its own little island. So Butte America yeah. is what they call themselves. Yep. You know, they have this uh, brothel there, this brothel museum, 
And I wanted to go to that so badly. And every time we went for a hockey tournament, we couldn't get to the museum. And then all of a sudden it came up for sale. And I told Jason, we have to buy the brothel museum <laughs> and we're going to be the, the, the people who, you know, give you tours and do this whole thing. And Jason didn't like that idea. Yeah. Either. When she says, you know, when she says we're the people, I mean, if you own a brothel, doesn't your title automatically become madam? madam. <laughs> I mean, just saying. It's so, a museum. I mean, call brothel yourself a tour guide museum. all you want, but <laughs> the bottom line is madam is sort of, so I'm not sure that would have flown. But with there that, was, all, go ahead. I was going to say there was a, a restaurant in, 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 in Helena. I guess there still is. It got done up and it's kind of, it's kind of changed now. But when I first came, it was, kind of still had a very western kind of a theme to it and it was that was their selling thing was that they were you know a former brothel and so you're picturing right. you know Wyatt Earp and all these kind of cowboys and John Wayne walking around and stuff right <laughs> and then as I was reading it because they, they did get it done up recently and it was like it was shut down in 1978. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, yes, yes, exactly, exactly. You know there is Same something to be said for one, yeah. for the west you know god bless the west. Um, so with that being said, Dermot, let's start kick her off. And uh, what are you drinking, my friend? Well, unfortunately, with it being, well, I shouldn't say unfortunately, but with it being the the season of Lent, it's the question should be, what am I not drinking, really, right? So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There we go. So yeah, what are what what do you wish you were drinking? Yeah, right. So you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm nothing if not you know stereotypical here. So you know, I'm I'm a fan of of, of beers and beers and whiskeys and you know dark drinks and and. Uh, but, but, you know, people will say, because Montana actually has a really good, and Idaho does as well, a good uh, brew, you know, local brewery culture. And right. I'm not a beer, I'm not a beer snob. You know, I, I like my Bud Light. I like whatever. Yes. Thank <laughs> you for saying that. Thank right. you for saying that. Well, again, and I'll tell people like, you know, they'll say, oh, Ireland must have some really great beers. And and, and it's getting there. The brews, the, the micro brew scene is kind of taken off there. But, you know, I think we were ahead of it here, you know. Right. And so, um I'll say, look, we're not we're not well known for drinking fancy beers or good beers. Like we're we're, we're known for drinking a lot of beers. <laughs> <laughs> quantity quantity outpaces quality back there. Is that it, what you're hinting you know, at? Well, yeah, and it's it's you know it's 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 kind of it's a means to an end, and and, and I don't want it to seem like it, the end is not getting is not getting drunk, but it's it's uh, to lubricate conversation, right? It's to have good times <laughs> with. Have good times, exactly. good memories, and and you know that's so that's 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 an ideal Saturday afternoon for me is uh, friends, the TV's on, the bar in the background, and uh, you're you know you're you're sort of settling in for for some good conversation for the next couple of hours. That's a good time. But but since that's it's Lent, cool. I'm being I'm trying to be good. I'm taking the pledge. I'll explain what that is in a moment for you. And so no All alcohol right. for Lent. Oh. And no coffee. And oh. So wow. I I poured myself a cup on Ash Wednesday morning and thought I should I'm drinking a lot of this recently I should try and cut back it's all it's the morning of Ash Wednesday there's no better time we'll try it right now I I didn't put any forethought into this <laughs> yeah. right. and then Thursday morning comes yeah <laughs> well Thursday mid morning comes and I'm like I could take it <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's right so yeah it's just that kind of i was going to say um the no alcohol probably you know that's in and of itself but i'm, I'm assuming the coffee might be the bigger the bigger I issue to, uh, yeah well i certainly hope so <laughs> right right god bless you right yeah <laughs> right so, um 
but no, what I'm what I am drinking because of the spirit of the podcast, right? So what I'm drinking is is the drink that whenever Jen first came to Ireland, I warned her at the airport, you will drink more of this drink in the next week than you've ever had in your life. I said um, this, I, I, and she agreed. When she, as she was going home, she's like, I didn't believe you, but I have never drank so much of this in my life. I, I, I did a quick Google search and we're either the number one per capita or the number two completely like worldwide drinkers of this drink. And it's not, it's not our neighbors next door in England, but tea is the... Uh, <laughs> Is, really? is the Irish drink. Uh, you drink it. You drink it morning, noon, and night, in between meals, uh, with meals, after meals. Uh, <laughs> a chaser, a chaser a, with a your chaser. whiskey. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it, it's uh, it's like a nervous twitch almost. Oh, you're here. Come and pick up your tea. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lapse in conversation. Somebody put the kettle on, right? So. <laughs> right. Wow. That's, that's what I'm drinking, and it's it's kind of nice. I like this. Uh, format of your guys show i've listened to all the episodes and it's i think you've hit on something and um with with with, with drinks uh, and food especially as well but um there's such a sense memory attached to it and so it's a nice thing anytime i make a cup of tea i'm you know i'm at home or i'm with you know uh family or, or you know grandparents or whatever and so it's uh it's definitely uh it's it, 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 it's a it's a unique uh, thing that we have uh, that sense memory with with, with food and drink and so it's kind of right. nice you know no and and I, I thank you for making that point um, you know uh, it, when we were talking about this podcast right it, those things and and um, you know I, I was wondering you know does does it sound like we're belittling um, our faith journeys when we include drinking but you know, it, it. What has surprised me across this so far on our podcast is exactly what you touched on: is that everyone seems to have, you know, a specific drink for a specific reason. Whether it is tea, you know, and, and it doesn't. And I'm not even talking alcoholic drink, right? I'm talking there's there's something about it, right? I'm I'm kind of waiting for one of our guests to come on and share that you know their drink is strawberry milk, <laughs> you know, because for me. You know, even at age, the age I am, you know, there still is every now and then there is this urge for a strawberry milk just because of what the uh, memories, the sense memories that you, you know, that term you use that are just connected to that piece. And so um, it's funny. It's, it, you know, food. I mean, if we talked about that was one of the other things we talked about is we're not going to talk about food. Because, you know, you're going to spend the whole podcast talking about food. <laughs> it's, hard, it's, hard to, it's easier to take a sip in between words than it is. To take a right, right, right. You know, we're all told not to chew with our mouthfuls, so we can't talk <laughs> about food. So, um, no, that's cool, though. That, that The tea, tea is the thing. And by the way, just so uh, my, our uh, audience doesn't wonder what happened to Christina, um, our dog made another cameo and decided that she needed to, to run out. And so... Christina uh, took the bullet and and took her outside. So it's all good now. Now she's back. So yeah, yeah. So can I? I, I did you go did, ahead? Did he tell you what, what tea are you drinking, oh, Dermot? Is there a specific well, tea? Tea, tea, um, tea? Tea is just black tea, right? So okay. uh, with, with milk. So you know, English breakfast or or, or whatever. You know, Telly's uh, you know PG tips. Other brands are available. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
those are ones that you would see on the shelves back home. So that's what I gravitate to. But um, right now, no, I, yeah, that's that, that's if, if you're drinking tea in, in the UK or Ireland, that's that's what they're talking about. It's black unless, tea, unless it specifies something else with milk. With milk. With milk. All right. I like tea with milk. Yeah, I know you do. That's funny. And that's funny too how that's cultural. That's funny. Or I guess not funny, but it's just interesting. Again, cultures and are associated with, you know, teas or drinks and different types of things that way. So we, we talked about kind of the sense memory about tea, about that type of thing. So um, what are you reading or what are you listening to? Uh, you said earlier podcasts. Um, yeah, well so, do you have a preference? Let's just start there first. Are you are you a reader over a podcast listener, or do movies uh, have he, that thing for you? Or he which... is an English lit major. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so it's uh, the answer is yes, all of the above. And I, I, I I'm uh, I, I, I've got some issues as far as this goes. Right, you can see the bookshelf behind me. There's there's one of many. There are stacks of books yeah. everywhere. Yes. On my desk, we've got books left and right. They're all over the place. And so I'm I'm, I'm a bibliophile. Yes. Know, yes. We we love bibliophiles. Our, yes. new, our new best friend. I, yeah. I collect books. I collect books of all different genres. I have, you know, ones that mean something to me, ones that are, you know, not super valuable, but like kind of nice finds in, in bookstores. And uh, so I'm, I'm a big book person. I wish I was a better reader. <laughs> <laughs> So I've got I've got four kids and I feel like I've read maybe three books since, I, since kids have come right. along. Yeah, finding <laughs> right. that time is so difficult, but it's really when when you do uh, manage to actually finish a full book, you're like, oh, what an accomplishment! Right, <laughs> yeah. right, right. You've got three or four sitting on your bedstand or next to your chair or wherever you read, and it's like, oh, I got to get that one done or that one done. Yep. You know, I I find for myself, it's the struggle I have is that. I, I'm not a Christina is always reading me. I'll read for like, you know, a month and a half period. And in that month and a half period, you know, I can slam down maybe three or four books mm -hmm. and then I don't read again <laughs> for like, you know, two months, three months. And then, so mine always come in these giant spurts, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and of course I I've noticed that when I read like that, I read the it's the thematic. Oh yes, he went through a whole phase of reading anything about ships in the very cold sea. No, not just that. It was uh, it was the the expeditions to both the Arctic and Antarctic. So, you know, um, ships in the very sh cold yes, sea, and you know all these failed attempts and. Um, yeah, I, I I couldn't stop reading that. So, but anyway, going to, that's that's enough about me. But going back to your reading, so do you so have a preference or or is it just? Again, well, being a lit person, I always gravitate towards the classic section. So I always do have a look at those. You know, I got some Tolstoy on my desk here, but that makes me sound really pompous, you know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I, like, I like modern authors as well. You know, my, my, my absolute favorite at the moment, like, is probably a Japanese author, Haruki Murakami. He's, he's extremely well known. That's not niche or anything like that. But um, he. What's he, the book you're reading by? Oh, I've read I've read all of his books. Um, nothing at the moment. Um, he's got a book coming out of short stories coming out in a couple of months. Getting the day it comes out. So he's he's definitely one of my one of my favorites. And it's kind of I don't know. There's they're they're more of like a feeling when you read his books. You kind of like one thing that he seems to do in a lot of his books, like things like cooking, like 
you can taste the food when he's when he's describing it. You know, he's really meticulous. Oh, right. He's, you know, draining the spaghetti or whatever, and you're like, oh, man, I feel like I just made some spaghetti. <laughs> oh, right on, right on. So, but it's uh, you know, he he he's these sort of like fantasy, magic realism kind of books. Then that's not, they're they're not you know, Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings kind of thing. They're more mm-hmm. like, I don't know postmodern Japanese city life kind of stuff, but like weird oh, things right happen. On. So it's kind of, to me, it's really cool. I really enjoy it, but does that uh, kind of, I'll read anything. <laughs> does that kind of connect with you after your time spent in Japan? Do you, you know, do you feel I, that's I, part of that? I can, I can, I can picture things are, or, or I can, you know, like when you're reading about a, a city or, 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 or people walking around, uh, you, you can picture it with real places. You know what I mean? Not that he's describing real places, right. but you create these, you know, um it's like my my great uncles and aunts lived on a farm very near Bushmills. every farm that i read like if i'm reading animal farm or i'm reading some thomas hardy or something like that every farm is is that farm in my head right because it's my only frame of reference (laughs) Right. Right. right well that's a better you know frame of reference than we have because like i so i teach animal farm and I have to explain to the students about the fences being, you know, stone fences, right? Yeah. And, and they don't get that, that, that <laughs> they don't understand that. And so you, you know, in your head exactly what that looks like. But for us here, our fences are barbed wire fences. And yeah, no, well, and I, I, read, I read Murakami before I went to Japan. And uh, I think, I, I think I do, you know, you appreciate things a little bit more when you have that frame reference. But, yeah. but but yeah no I'll read so this is something I, I, the the coffee and the and the alcohol for Lent is kind of atypical for me I'm 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 either you know sometimes I have a very good Lent but more often than not it's like uh, you know Holy Week is 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 this week so here's the times for masses and I'm like what should I really be giving up or this week <laughs> you know I leave right. it to the very last week and I'm like right say like how can I salvage this at the last minute right and so. In that line of thinking, one of the things that, that I want to do is, is kind of get a handle on my reading. And, and there's kind of three areas that, that I want to, you know, because I can read you know, 20 plus books at once and I have bookmarks in them and I can put them down <laughs> for a couple of months and pick them up and remember the story where I was. And, oh, wow. and so that's kind of, well, it's kind of, you know, if you're following along the story, then it's like, it's not so bad. Um, I, I, my, 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 thing that I say because Jen's always like well, how do you do that or why do you do that and like you're happier <laughs> when you finish a book just sit down and read it but you don't <laughs> you don't sit down to the tv in the evening and just watch one show uh, episode one to episode 23 or whatever right well sometimes you do when you binge and that happens but <laughs> right, right. you know thanks to Netflix we can do that yeah. now but right but but still you probably watch you know three or four shows during the course of the week and so why not your four stories <laughs> right and so right um, but but I want to kind of break it down and, and I have some some personal books, you know, fiction books that, that, I, that I'm interested in. I want to have uh, religious books, or, you know, things like that that I want to be reading on. And then some workbooks that, you know, you know, and I kind of always have at least one of those on the go and, and, and kind of work through that. And try, that. That's something I want to work on and lend is to have a bit more structure to it because I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, see the shiny object and choose it around. <laughs> right. No, no, you know, I, I really do appreciate you kind of bringing up that Lent theme and I don't want to, you know, kind of jump ahead, but 
you know, you made a comment earlier about, you know, Lent, and, and I found that even in my own kind of faith journey, right, that, that there are some Lents where I'm just like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm making this sacrifice, I'm adding this, uh, you know, attempting to make this a new practice, so I want to introduce this, uh, whether it's a spiritual, you know, with a spiritual intent or a physical, right, um, and then other lengths, it's like, ah, shoot, you know, okay, what, you know, and so I, I appreciate just the candor, uh, and maybe I, I heard more there than you intended, but nope. at least for me, I, I find that, that lengths aren't always the same either, right? That sometimes approaching Lent, um, I, for some reason, I'm more motivated or more inspired and other lengths, I'm like, ah, I mean, I get it. I understand it. That just let's get to Easter, you know, right. <laughs> you know, I know. So I don't, you know, I don't know how that plays out, but, but um, I'm kind of glad to hear you're jumping off with this massive inspiration. Um, I don't to, know if I could do it. Could do the coffee thing you mean? or the alcohol. I don't think, I mean, I do give you a massive amount of credit for that. And I've heard of other people that do that, you know, they give up coffee or I haven't heard of anybody giving up both or they give up their alcohol and I just don't think I can do it because uh it gives me that sense of you know when I've had a really difficult day or something sometimes that glass of wine makes all the difference or on the flip side I really like the ability pre-covid to be able to go out with my husband and have as spring is coming, you know, a margarita and some chips and salsa or because they like all go together and I don't want water and chips and salsa. <laughs> I could do that at home. Right. So and I don't and I don't drink really. I don't drink pop. I don't have any other drinks. So if you take away and it's not like I drink alcohol all day. I just I drink water. I drink coffee, tea and I have wine at night and if you take away wine, then I'm drinking water all day long. And that's really boring. <laughs> and, and I, so I, and I know that about me that then I'll just be angry. I think for an entire Lenten season and why not give something else that's more of a treat that I love, you know? So I give up candy and things And this year. Um, I'm trying to be more, I'm trying to count my calories. So I'm, I'm being, what would be the dis Thoughtful discipline? About what you take in. The, yeah. yeah disciplined and thoughtful about what goes in in me and that is going to be super difficult because it requires me to count calories and and be disciplined and in food i'm not disciplined i just eat candy all day and right. you know then well, and eat I, chips I, and salsa I, and, I, and that's part of why i was okay with like the alcohol I, i've done it before a couple of times for lent and it's it's uh i think it's like most things like if your attitude is Oh, I have to do this. I feel guilty about it. I, like, then you're miserable about it. But that's what's the point of that? What's the spiritual gain from that, right? Right, right. So um, it should be it should be difficult, I guess, but it shouldn't be like punishment either, right? And so right, it should right. be it should be rewarding. And so, but for me, you know, it it was it was a health thing as well. I mean, it's it's uh, with with COVID and everything like that. You know, there was a meme I saw pretty early on in COVID, and it was like, I just bought enough alcohol to get me through the month. For the second time this week right and so <laughs> yeah <laughs> by, by the case and uh, it's in your fridge and it disappears you know gradually over 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 a, probably you're like this will last a while and then you're like yeah it's, it's kind of you know there's not a lot else to do at home uh, in montana in the winter right and so yeah, i was like that's true 
for someone who's probably been on a diet for like the last 10 years, it feels like, uh, I was like, yeah, I should probably, uh, that's somewhere I could come back. And then the coffee, I just drink a ton of coffee. So. Yeah. yeah. So you're reading and you mentioned earlier, you're a huge podcaster guy. So what yeah. are you, what do you listen to? And, and I, we love, I love these conversations. I love to hear what people listen to. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like, I mean, I, I kind of need to see it, but I go through, I go through phases with, with, with some podcasts. I mean, um, I listen to, there's, there's some that I seem to just download to delete. Right. It is <laughs> like, right, I, right, I, I subscribe right, right. to them. They get put on my phone and then it's like, I'm, I don't, I'm not in the mood to delete. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't delete it. For, I don't delete the subscription. So they're always on there, but I'll do that with some shows from the UK. So I'll listen to podcasts from, from the BBC, you know, either sports ones or, or, sure. or Northern Irish news ones. And it's like, I don't always need to hear the news, but sometimes it's nice to touch base and yeah. hear the accent and things like that. Right. And so I'll listen to things like that. Uh, you know, religious ones too. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Catholic answers guy. I, I like listening to that. I don't, you know, I kind of, I don't have any, you know, big issues with, you know, question there's no there's no deep burning questions or anxieties that i have with the faith but i really enjoy listening to it i love the way that apologists minds work that they can you know yeah. have these thing these facts and figures and know the the bible and the catechism by number and and have it in their head and i think it makes you it kind of sharpens you up you know so i like that i listen right. to that the word on fire stuff the bishop Aaron does is, is is good stuff uh his sermons and his their, their shows and uh, I think like everybody else in, in the world, I'm also, uh, I'm, I'm pretty far behind on it, but uh, Father Mike Schmitz is doing the Bible in a year. So yeah, that's on there. So I, I think I'm still like, you know. In Genesis? Eight, eight. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> well, here, Dermot, I'll make you feel a little better. Guess who just downloaded that podcast this week? Oh, there you go. <laughs> right? So, I mean... Here's me kind of being, I guess this is a fault of my personality, right? You see Father Mike Schmitz and it, it, he's doing his huge, you know, uh, Bible in a year. And I'm thinking, oh, that's a great idea. And then you see it all over Facebook and all the social media people are listening to it. And I'm like, nah, you know what? I don't want to be a lemming. I'm not going to follow along. And then, you know, the other day I was driving to work. And so I have this, you know, I have a 45 minute commute and I'm driving to work. And I thought, and and uh i've abandoned listening to the radio um it dry and i've done that for a while it drives my wife crazy it's drove my kids crazy uh it, when, when when my kids were learning to drive um you know the first thing kids want to do when they get in the car and drive is you know put on their favorite radio station and jam the music i'd always turn it off oh, he would he would turn it off and tell him that it, it it wouldn't promote good attention while driving and then and with our oldest because that was our first one i got in this we had this little tracker this little tiny tracker and he and i got in because i was going to practice with him that day and he and I turned the radio on and he goes oh, dad says I can't listen to the radio and I go you're with mom we can listen to the radio so the kids wanted to practice with me from now on because I I allowed them to listen to music while driving yeah, yeah. I think so, that's how Jay got out of the task of driving yeah, maybe, maybe that's the whole thing he's playing 3d chess over there that's yeah I'm right <laughs> I got the long game you know what I mean I'm doing the long game you know, but no. So I finally downloaded it and I decided, do I want to go back and listen? And I thought, 
no, because <laughs> I never, just like you, I, I, I won't. So I've done a pretty good job. I've kept up with him this week for the most part, missed, you know, got a couple days, but, but I have, I have found some joy in that podcast too. So, well, yeah, and, and you know, the other thing that I look at on here, you know, I'll, I'll go through the, you know, your typical, like top of the podcast stuff as well, the NPR stuff, but um, you know, this American life and things like that. Back, yep. back when I started listening to podcasts when I was in Japan, and you know it was a it was a sparser field of podcasts back then, and so uh, there's things that I listen to, and they'll they'll remind me of being back there and stuff. That there's things like this American Life, you know, it's NPR kind of things that are that are big, but I I, I get annoyed at people's voices, which uh, <laughs> so I'm yeah. just like there's a, there there's a tone and there's a cadence uh, with right. some of that stuff that's really like it feels really put on once you notice it. Sorry if I've ruined it for everybody else, but uh, <laughs> I, so so I'll, I'll get frustrated and and, and delete people. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, the other thing that's on there is uh, a lot of uh, pro wrestling podcast too. Apparently, so. <laughs> you're a pro wrestling fan. Oh, I'm a. Uh, it's yeah, I'm 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 a massive pro wrestling fan. It's my secret shame that uh, oh. I uh, have always been a big WWF WWE guy. <laughs> really? Yeah, and I have the excuse that I get my kids into it, right? So. <laughs> right on when I, you were a kid did you watch it oh yeah yeah i've really? watched it I, and i have kept a, i've kept at least one eye on it my whole life it's 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 ridiculous <laughs> so when i was a kid i did not know um i, I didn't know much about it and, mm -hmm. but my uncle my uncle in north dakota he loved it and so when we would come out to visit and i was a little girl he would put me in the living room and he would turn on the the wrestling and he would try to do the moves with me like he'd try mm -hmm. to take you know do all these crazy moves and it made me giggle and i thought it was funny and then my dad would come in and and you know tell me or tell him not to do that because i was so young but i always remember those moments that um i uh i thought it was real and then my dad had to tell me no 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 it's it's not real yeah. it's it's all pretend it's Christina. like it, it's just entertainment and then i was turned off like oh well this is just fake <laughs> <laughs> So that's that's the thing is that like in the 80s and early 90s it was it, it was definitely like trying to portray itself as as real and it was like, like all the wrestlers had these double lives and all this kind of stuff right right and uh and then you know with now with social media and everything it's just like come on like everybody knows um yeah. but that's built into it right so that's part of the whole right. thing so it's it's, it's oh, this I, fascinating I think... fake real world that is these you know it's bizarre but all the podcasts are all about the history and what goes on behind the scenes and so that's that's what we're yeah. oh, cool. well and i think i mean i i'm not a, a huge fan i i remember watching it and i remember when we first got married i'd try to watch that i think it was monday night raw or whatever that night was show or whatever and you know um but i love that they've kind of embraced that side the entertainment side of the wrist wrestling and i think it's actually made it better you know what I mean? I, I, I made it better. Um, you know, when I, I growing up in little tiny Wyoming, we, you know, you had three channels and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you got cable and, um, I, By the remember, way, I still remember the name of the lady on the news. Cause one channel, like channel three was the news and it came from Denver and her name was Bertha Lynn. There you go. Bertha Lynn at seven o'clock or so, five o'clock. <laughs> but, but growing up in little Wyoming though, you get TBS and I don't know if you, or I don't know if you remember, but they had NWA um, mm -hmm. and that, that Southern wrestling. And, 
you know, Ric Flair and all those guys were on back there in the day. And, oh, man, I loved watching that back in the day. That I well, it's really fun when really you're did. a kid and everyone, there are all these larger-than-life things. I was, watching, <laughs> I was watching recently, and my son, he's seven uh, or six, and uh, he was watching, and he goes, did he just die? I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. He'll be back <laughs> next week. <so. laughs> For a there, revenge there's still, match. There's still another 15 minutes of this match here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's fun it's fun it's kind of like certain aspects of like christmas with little kids that it's like no it's all good mm-hmm. like, it's cool and yep. so um i i like that i like that kind of sense that this like fantastic stuff could happen you know it's kind of it's, it's 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 uh yeah. you know what i i think is interesting and just even you know with your your podcast on professional wrestling and um you know coming from Ireland, moving here, um, living here, ra- getting married, raising a family, you know, I, I, you've said it now a couple times, which I think is really cool that you have these little um, threads, right. That connect you back to your home, um, connect you back to your experiences in Japan, connect, you know, these, these connectors, right. That, that always connect. And um, I, I, I can only say this from, the assumption side, because, you know, I, I grew up in Wyoming, you know, and now I, I live in Idaho. So, you know, I, I don't have, I don't have a lot of connectors, you know, to different places, but uh, that's, that's, that is a unique and I think enriching piece to life. Um, I, I'm well, I assuming, you, again, you, I'm, you, assuming. You know, I, I'm assuming, I'm assuming. I think you do have them. It's just mine are like really obvious. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. You know, I mean, maybe, everyone has maybe. them. I think those little things, those little threads, whether it's shows or food or, or their faith or whatever it is, I think uh, everyone has those little connectors that, that, that uh, in the right company, like it's kind of like in jokes, right? It's like everybody gets the reference. And so, right. um, or, or, or a certain show or book or, or something will take you back to and but everybody has that it's just you know minor different continents yeah you're right thank you no thank you for saying that that's true right um you know you're right i i would say that i've had those connectors and and probably when i lived in different parts of this country you know from florida to oregon and oklahoma and the different states i've lived i imagine you know i had all these other kind of connectors that brought me back to my little hometown in Wyoming, they just might not have been as obvious, right? Uh, more subtle, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I found the same barber. You know, I only went to one barber wherever I lived, right? You know what I mean? I only went to one person to cut my hair wherever I lived, right? But in Buffalo, you only went to one barber because that was his name was Floyd, and that's all you had. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, you know, I've always, that might be interesting there too, uh, the way to look at that. So kind of moving on to that, that faith part of this then. Um, and I don't know how much you want to share or talk about, but you know, it hasn't just been the transition um, from Ireland to Montana, to Idaho, back to Montana. It hasn't been, um, you know, getting married and, and raising the family and which, you know, is still just a, you know, bring, but, but you've had a lot of different struggles along that way too, in a lot of different areas. Yeah, there's a couple of uh, couple of you know, th- I don't know events or or you know little you know, not little things but like 
circumstances um, do we we call yeah, them how do we, i don't know why is it uh, we're being very cryptic for your listeners here but <laughs> <laughs> well you know i, I don't well, so I don't so you know there, there's there, there's events that happen in life that are kind of when they're happening they they you know whether it's a death in the family or somebody's getting married that day or, or something like that that the big big events that when you you know when you're when you're out in the world on that day you're looking around you're like how do people just people are just going about their day-to-day lives and you're like right um you know it, things like this happen every day all around us but this this just happens to be me today right right and so whether you know especially i think we notice it especially with like with with the death or something like that because it's so affecting and, and it's so all consuming of your attention and you're looking around and you know the mailman still comes and the garbage guy still comes to right. pick stuff up and, and like everybody else is going on about their their day to day and so um yeah i guess the the uh the, the the couple of big ones that i've that i've experienced um the kind of well the nice one that has a really good happy ending was getting married right right so the kind of this this is this is the, the 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 story here where where I if I ever had any doubts about the 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 effectiveness of prayer, mm. I just think back to this because uh, the story with with that is to get married in America you need to get or to an American from my point of view to get married to Jen um, you come in you get a you apply for a fiance visa then you get married and then you convert over to uh, permanent resident right you start that right and so we were in japan and we i i sent uh or we we met up where i talked to jen's parents and i said you know could you find a lawyer in you know somewhere in the idaho area there that that specializes in kind of immigrations you know paperwork that could help us through this and uh, they sent us they've got us in touch with a guy um, we started the, the, the paperwork and, and this was in, you know, June, July time, the year before we're getting married the next August. And uh, we're, we're scheduled to leave Japan. Our contract finishes in February, at the end of February. And in mid-January, I woke up with a bad dream and I said to Jen the next day, really bad dream last night. Um, we haven't heard from that lawyer in a long time. Like, let's, let's just touch base with the, you know, see how the paperwork's going. So from Japan, Jen called them up and uh, they said, oh, the lady who filed, who's to file your paperwork took maternity leave and it hasn't been done yet. Oh my goodness. It takes about nine months to a year. And, and you guys got seven, you got nine, eight months to get married. Yeah, less than eight at that point. And we're leaving. And our plan initially was leave Japan together, go to America, travel around. Jen's got a big family. And so meet, meet all her uncles and aunts and this kind of stuff. And then fly over to Ireland, have kind of an Irish wake, an Irish reception there. And uh, or an American wake, I should say, not an Irish, but an American wake. <laughs> uh, when you someone in the old days, when someone was heading off to America and they wouldn't be back home, they'd have a, a wake for them. Oh, uh, yeah. big, cool! A big party, right? And so we were going to have that for me. I have our, our Irish reception for the people who couldn't make it out to Montana, obviously, and then go get married. Um, they said, if you're applying for a fiance visa, you can't come in on the tourist visa program. <gasps> You can't. So, no. so then after two years of long distance, then being together in Japan for a couple of years, we were told, okay, in, in six weeks when you leave Japan and leave all the friends and people you've met here, you also have to leave each other again and go two separate ways. Yeah. So headed, yeah. So we left Japan 
And Jane headed back to Idaho and I went back to Ireland. And then it was like this sort of ill-fated race against time where it was like, all my family have booked their flights. The hotel has been booked. The invitations are out. Um, the, recept- the, the, the cathedral is, 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 is booked. We, you know, everything is organized. And uh, we don't know if the groom is going to be there. That's right. That's right. Exactly. All of right. your family has permission to land in the United States. The yeah, groom, he, however, he can't come in. Right. And so it's, it's, you can, you can, uh, you know, we, I, and actually the lawyer, um, he even said, well, just come in, like, just come over as a tourist, get married. And, and then we'll figure it out after the fact. And I'm like, no, like, if you want to start your life off, like, you know the wrong way around here like come on <laughs> like, and they, and you're they on the lamb you'd have to hide out <laughs> exactly right and so uh you know i stand out in the crowd so <laughs> right 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 you're not from here are you no no i'm not <laughs> and so uh you know i remember being at the sort of the kitchen table in my in my parents house filling out background checks so you need a background check from every from the police force from every country that you've lived in for the last 10 years. And so I'd been in America, I'd been in Japan and, and, and Ireland. So I had to get the paperwork for all of these. And it was just fingerprinted in all these places and things like that. And, um, the American one was okay. The, the, the UK one was fine. The, the Japanese one, um, I had taken care of in Japan, but it was two weeks before I left. And they said very clearly, like, it needs to cover the whole time you were there. And I'm like, didn't like commit any felonies in the last two weeks like but but I also knew that any like I, I was so nervous that I didn't want to have any any kind of gaps or loopholes right right the only Japanese embassy is in London that I could fly to oh uh, yes. so I had to fly over to London they don't mail out the paperwork I had to fly over to collect the paperwork I had to uh, fly over there to collect the results as well I'm spending money flying over to London all the time oh, as far no. as um, you have to do a medical, the medical, the doctors for the medical is in London. I have to oh, of course. London for that. Right. Um, and then the interview again was in London. So I'm like flying back. Any money that we had made in Japan was getting burned off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> On airfare and hotel stays Absolutely. in a place you didn't want to be in. <laughs> exactly. And so, um, extremely stressed. But I remember sitting at the kitchen table, working through some paperwork. And I heard my, my, my dad was on the phone to, to my brother, my older brother, and who, who was uh, in Rome at the time. And uh, he was saying to him, well, it doesn't look good. Uh, there may be about 10% chance that this is going to get the visa in time. So we'll cross that bridge oh and we'll get to it. But my attitude was, okay. So you're saying there's a chance. Let's go. Right. <laughs> there's a chance. I will take right. that 10 or 5% or whatever he said. And until they tell me no, then I will give this everything that I've got. So I'll fly to Japan for this. I will, I will uh, send whatever form they need. And I will get my father-in-law's tax returns for the last five years and a letter from his employer saying that he, you know, you know, all, all the different stuff that they needed me to do, right? Right horrible heart-wrenching thing but the, what I what I kind of noticed then was you know, I'd wake up in the morning I'd crank out whatever paperwork I would do you know the, I, I, and I'd mail it off or email it off and then I was kind of twiddling my thumbs until I got a response and so that's where a lot of prayer came in and it was right. 
you know, I was praying to, to some of my favorites like Padre Pio and St. Anthony and things like this. And, right. And uh, the rosary a lot. And, uh, you know, it would, give you, it would give you some comfort during, you know, just really stressful times like that. And um, I remember one day I went to morning mass and I was like, I need, I'm kind of praying to all these different saints. And if I, like, if it comes through for me, I don't know who to thank. <laughs> which, which one of these guys, like, helped me out? You know, which, which prayer yeah. is the, which prayer is the one that works, right? <laughs> right, right. Who's the saint? Right. And so I was like, I'm going to go. There's a, there's a monastery not far from where I live. I'll go there. They've got a little Catholic bookshop attached to it. And I'll, I'll get some, you know, prayer or some, something. I'll, I'll, I'll get something to keep me busy, right? And so I went to Mass that morning. And it was St. Anthony's feast day, I remember. He's my confirmation saint. He's okay, my... there you go. And I went with my brother, and my brother happened to be there. He was uh, getting ordained that, that July. And at the end of Mass, they had to bake, you know. And everybody keeping your prayers, you know, Damien's getting ordained, all this kind of stuff. And so um, it stuck in my mind. And then I went off to the monastery and I found a little blue book, Rosary Novenas to Our Lady. Yeah. Just a little, you know, really cheap print. I'm showing it to you guys, but obviously your listeners can't see, but um, <laughs> it's all right. It's, uh, it, it's this little, and I'm glad it's hardback because it, it comes around with me, right? And so, <laughs> right. It's the it's the, the the novena. You say three you say three novenas asking in you know asking for something, and then you say three novenas thank, in thanks for something, um, whether whether you got it or not, right? Whether you know. So it's it again. I'm sure to any Protestant or atheist uh, listeners, this sounds like Catholic hocus pocus nonsense. Right? <laughs> sure, right, right, yeah. right. But, uh, but it's 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 a wonderful. Uh, you know, tradition that's based in the Bible and all that kind of stuff. So it's not made up of anything like that. Right, right. Um, it's, it's, uh, and it gives you amazing comfort. And so I started on this and again, just working my way through it, saying the rosary every day and, and, and it has little meditations with it. And, and uh, I feel really good when I, when I, when I, when I would complete it, you know, and it was definitely something I would, I would, I would look forward to each day. And uh, then there'd be little bumps in the road, right? And then there'd be things like I, I'd send off the thing to Japan, the Japanese embassy and call them up and they say, would say, oh, this could take two months. And I was like, but I asked for it to be expedited. Is there any way? Well, we don't even see that it's arrived yet. Oh, no. And your heart sinks and you're like, oh, this is all over. This is terrible. And on that particular occasion, I got to get out of the house and, and uh, I went down to the church and lit a candle. And while I was there, I noticed there was like a balled up piece of paper, like looked like a tissue or something like that under, under one of the pews. And so I was like, well, who's leaving the litter in the church? I'll, I, went to pick, <laughs> I went to pick it up and I, un, I it, was, it was folded, right? And so I unfolded it. It was someone had left it there. It was a, a, a novena prayer to St. Anthony. Oh. And it, again, Catholic hocus pocusy stuff to, to non-Catholics, I'm sure. And probably maybe to some Catholics. Who knows? Um, right. But uh it's it, the, the gist of this prayer was you know say this prayer light a candle uh for you know for nine consecutive tuesdays and uh but but make some copies of it and leave it for someone else who's in need as well so i was someone oh. who found it right right and so right. I, I i thought well right saint anthony looking out for me again and so i uh, said my you know said my prayers lit the candle 
left. At that point, I was carrying a lighter with me to light candles because the church didn't always have matches or candles. I noticed, <laughs> and I was lighting so many that I needed. I was like, oh, "This is this. I, I got to be prepared." So, <laughs> right, right. And so, as I was walking from the church across the across the lawn to the uh, to where I parked the car, uh, I got a phone call from home, and I think I think Jen must have been visiting because in my mind it was Jen that called, and she said. The Japanese embassy just called and said they find your paperwork and come in. You know, it was a Friday. They said come in on Monday to get it. So again, it was a quick flight over to Japan. To sure, get it. But it was it was that instant, right? It was that. Oh wow! Um, it was that. Wow. Weird. Where where I had gone to the church because they had said no, uh, <laughs> no, we don't. We, they said they couldn't find it, right? And so, <laughs> uh, Anthony helps uh, you find lost things, right? So <laughs> right, he does. Yes. Yeah. And so. Uh, that was that was one example, but then I finally, you know, everything was done. All the things were in, and then I I I finally got a letter from the the embassy in London, and they said, and I, our our wedding was scheduled for August sixth, and I got a letter saying come in for your interview on August fifteenth, and I was so crestfallen, I was so depressed. It was just like, oh, like. This had to have a happy ending. Like all these little things happen along right. the way. How did yeah. this not come good? Like I did everything I was supposed to. I worked whenever everybody said it wasn't going to work. And like, what's like, what's uh, what's it all for? This 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 sucks. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, right. And so this was uh, also the weekend of the Irish reception as well. Right. This is huge weekend in our house because um, it was the weekend as well that my brother got ordained. He got, oh. ordained, he got ordained on July 3rd and we had our big reception because all the family was going to be there for that right so sure. we kind of tagged on to his celebration we had a big there you party go. Like the day before or whatever and so um, just huge celebration family and friends and you know long lost cousins and all this kind of stuff and and uh, at that at, at my brother's uh, the, the sort of the reception after the ordination uh, my my mother pointed out one of her cousins who's the past uh, sort of deputy first minister for Northern Ireland, which is kind of like the vice president of Northern Ireland. Right? Oh, okay. wow. So she pointed him out and said, go ask him, you know, he doesn't, you know, see if he could do anything or if he knows sure. anything. And so I'm telling this story to him and I'm really like, that's not going to get anywhere. You know, again, <laughs> right. again I will, I'll try anything right at this point. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. I mentioned right. it to him and his wife says, having dinner at the american ambassadors tomorrow it's july 4th we can talk to him <laughs> oh <laughs> no <laughs> and so uh they pulled some strings and again it's not what you know. um i guess i got a letter in the mail saying come in on july 15th instead <laughs> yeah. oh said, yes like, what like this is you know i was so <laughs> thankful and they were just like no it was a typo and i'm like yeah right it was a typo whatever <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But I'm not going to complain, and so awesome. Thank you very much. And uh, then went over again. It was I could never be settled, right? And so um, went over to the to the interview and had to do the. I was I was all prepared, trying to memorize like the the, the elementary school that my that my mother-in-law works at, and, and sure. you know all this kind of all these kind of things that you know that was. And they just said, "What do you do?" And I said, "Well, we're teaching backgrounds." And uh, what are you going to do when you come to America? Well, we'll probably, you know, look for teaching jobs. Okay, you're good. 
<laughs> I had, again, I had printed off tax returns for the last five years. I had uh, my, you had my everything. chest x-ray, everything that you're supposed to bring. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm walking around London with, you know, you can fly over and back, you know, you don't necessarily need to stay over. But I've got this like, you know, carrier bag full of documents. And they're like, because it says print everything in triplicate and bring it with you. And the guy takes the top two forms and says, we're trying to cut down on paper. And keeps, I'm like, you, this, your website doesn't say that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I, I go, um, they say, we, we hold on to your passport here. We'll mail it out to you. And, you know, the, the, go over there to like the FedEx people and they'll, you know, you can, here's your tracking number and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm all excited. I call from, you know, a, a pay phone and say, I got it. It was good. And, uh, I fly home and I get home and I go in, I type in the tracking number and it says number not registered. <laughs> oh no, no. Find. And so the flight is on August 1st. This is middle of July. They say it'll take about two weeks. I'm like, what am I? <laughs> yeah, down right. to the wire. So, yeah, it came the day before the flight. And so um, not until <sighs> I, I didn't have it in my hand until then. And, and, and our whole wedding and, and leading up to the wedding is all such like a happy blur because it's just like, right. I don't know, like, I can't believe I'm here. You know? Right, right. I just you know? landing in that in the country itself was the, I mean, was the victory. Right after that right. point, it was just all party. You so know, just, so they, I'm they, not even stressed about the wedding. Right. And so, <laughs> just to let me get my, my my numbers right here, but just to tie a knot on it, I'm sitting in the in the in the sort of the Airbnb that we had for, for, for me and my, my my siblings, and. Uh, the the uh, we're, it, it's like a day before before the wedding, and I, I'm I or a couple of days before the wedding, and I'm saying my rosary because they still have to say the three uh, right. yeah. in Thanksgiving even if it hasn't happened yet, and I realize that that 54 day novena from Saint uh, Saint Anthony's feast day on June 3rd finishes on our wedding day. <gasps> oh. Uh, oh. So, Anthony was. I was doing the quick math here. This is why I was kind of right. trying to work like, but um, that. Oh, that's amazing. So that was kind of like, oh yeah. So Saint Anthony and Our Lady definitely helped me out at that time. Yes, that, right. that's the, that's like a happy version, right? And so, uh, one of those big events where, you know, these things happen. But but I'm, I, I wonder like, how you know, without having faith, like how how do people cope? things like i'm so thankful that i do and i don't right. you know, disparage anybody who doesn't but i'm just so thankful like i said just so thankful that the, 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 that i do have this background in, in faith that whenever things come up like that that you, that you right. do have something to fall back on right so well and, right right and by the way you know it's just not a fall back on there's also the growth that occurs during that process right, right. i mean it, it makes me i mean again i'm I don't want to drag Lent into this, but I'm going to for just a moment, right? We, that whole purpose of Lent is right as we sacrifice and we, we make, uh, you know, those those penitential commitments, um, and with the intent, just not to make our lives miserable, but also because of the opportunity that allows us to grow it grow, and so you know it isn't our faith just isn't a crutch, so to speak, that we rely on. But it's also kind of like, I guess I'll just ruin this simile, but like a coach. I mean, you know, it's that inspiration to move forward and continue to grow. And, and you wouldn't have had that opportunity to do that 
without the circumstances and the situations that came. Right. You always have to kind of be, and that's why whenever I was mentioning the three sets of books earlier, that, that, that religion was had its own genre, right? For, mm -hmm. for, for books that I want to be kind of always be kind of working on. And, and, and I think it's kind of like faith is like a muscle and you need to be expanding it and, and, and studying more. And, and, and it's not just practice, but you have to do the study as well. And, and I right. think that that's important. And whether that's, you know, lives of the saints or it's, it's some, you know, people encyclical or whatever it looks like, um, you always want to be kind of expanding and, and, and getting stronger and better at it. And, you know, my faith at that time was solid, I would say, you know, but, but at the same time, like, I, I know it so much better now. Right. Then, right. And again, well, and, and the value, right. The meaning, right. Mm -hmm. Um, it goes, goes back to what you kind of referenced about, you know, the Catholic answers podcast, that apologetic point of view, right. That, Yes, we would love to be able to quote, you know, paragraphs in the catechisms or cyclical this and those types of things. And, and that is valuable. But then there's also that other component where that practical side, this is how my faith is put into practice. This is how this is evidenced in my day to day action. And so, I mean, I, I think that's that's that other side, right, is not just knowing our faith, but also knowing how to live our faith. And, and I think that that speaks the, you know, the story you just shared really speaks to that, right? Um, I know my faith says I should be praying. I know my faith, um, you know, we have the communion of saints, which we can um, rely upon, you know, and ask for their intercession on our behalf. Um, and, and that we, we can recite that in the creed all we want. Um, but then when we put that into practice, that, that has a, a, that extra element that that's when it really has begin gets its value. That's when it, we, we really understand what that means. Right, and and, and kind of the, the other you know big landmark one or, or event I guess that happened to me that you were kind of like maybe alluding to a little bit earlier was then a few years ago I got to put it in practice again, right? And so right, right. <laughs> and so um, we were we were celebrating our, our wedding anniversary, uh, August sixth, uh, twenty eighteen, and um, I I, I would was filling in a life insurance plan, right? I'm a, I'm a life insurance guy. And so I was filling in a policy on myself and I was going through all the medical questions and I was like, you know, I've had this kind of weird, like twinge earlier, you know, that has kind of just been not super annoying, but just like a noticeable. Uh, and so I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to call a doctor and, and just make an appointment on that. I, you know, mm -hmm. if, I, if I have to pay for health insurance, might as well use it, right? So, right, right. <laughs> and so I'm going to call on it. And I went into, or the doctor said, or the, the, the lady making the appointment was like, oh yeah, yeah, there's an opening this afternoon, you can come in. I was like, I actually said to her, oh, that never happens, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And so I went into the doctors that afternoon and, and uh, it, it, you know, it's it's an awkward one to talk about, but it's, you know, it, it was it was a, a dull ache in in my testicle. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's, it's such a, I was thinking this earlier, it's such an annoying thing, testicular cancer. Um, Breast cancer, <laughs> breast cancer, that's, yeah, right. That's an annoying thing, testicular cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right, right. It's annoying, what to talk about, to say, right? I mean, just the word itself, right? It's it's awkward, you know, people talk about breast cancer all over the place, but but, but testicular cancer, nobody wants to, nobody wants to talk about it. And, and I, I kind of noticed that too, whenever I, you know, was going through it, that uh, people, especially guys, were kind of like, I uh, hope you're doing okay. Yeah, let's not talk yeah, about right. it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and, 
<laughs> this ain't contagious, is it, dude? Yeah, right. You know, do, do I got to wash my hands now that we shook shook hands, or what? what what's going on here? <laughs> so I went into the doctor, and, and, and you know, he said, "Well, no, that's a lump," and I was like, eh, "I'm not supposed to say that. That's not right." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he said, "We'll we'll we'll organize a you know, go get an X-ray now, and then we'll go we'll we'll book you in for a, an ultrasound uh, later this week." So this was on a Monday. Yeah. And ultrasound is on the Wednesday. The Tuesday, and, and you know, I mentioned to Jen I was going into the doctors for something for, for that. And she was like, how'd it go? And I said, hey, you know, it's it's probably nothing. I, I he wants me to do an ultrasound on Wednesday. Um, and she was like, Well, that's good, then you'll at least know. Like, that's fine. Yeah. And I hadn't, you know, said he found a lot. Exactly. We had we had two kids, Danny and Kitty, uh, and he was four and she was two three right. she must have been three and jen is seven months pregnant at this point mm -hmm. so i'm not going to like freak her out unnecessarily when i don't know so um, you didn't tell it wait a minute you didn't tell her that the doctor you didn't tell her about lump. the lump no. you were just saying no nah, this is just normal thing guys go you yeah. know we get we, we get our testicles ultrasounded all the time that's that's yeah, a usual thing it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> sometimes i'll just go for that yeah right <laughs> <laughs> like a spotted. Yeah, right. You go get your nails done. I I get lumps with you know, not lumps. I get X-rayed. Yeah. Ultrasounded on. Yeah, that's 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 the description. I remember an Irish comedian said about the testicular cancer. People are encouraged to to to, to check, and uh, he says, "How do you look for a lump in a bag of lumps?" He yeah, says, it's impossible. <laughs> and so, and so right. the Wednesday, the Wednesday, or sorry, that was on, that was scheduled for the Wednesday. On the Tuesday, I had to drive from Helena up to Kalispell, which is about a four-hour drive. And I, I had arranged that I was going to do some appointments up there uh, with one of the guys that works for me. And that four-hour drive, I'm thinking about nothing else but cancer, right? No one said cancer. Right. But I'm thinking about that. I'm stressing out. I'm listening to uh, depressing music and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. And so um, I'm, I'm driving up and stressing out. I get up there. The guy has, my, my employee has, has rescheduled all the appointments and didn't tell me. He's like, oh, he was having a bad day or something like that. So he rescheduled. I'm like, I have to drive four hours home now. Like, he might have told me. Like, right. save me some, save me some time. But right. I'm up there. I'm in Columbia Falls. And I'm like, I'm losing my mind. If I have to get back in the car for another four hours uh, and be thinking yeah, about this yeah. by myself. So again, having that uh, resource to fall back on, I went into the church and said, is, a, is there a priest here? Could I, you know, could I, could I talk to the priest? And uh, Father Sean was there and he, he was, and I, I'd never met Father Sean before. He was, I didn't know. I didn't know what he was like as a priest. I didn't know. I know I'm not, sure. but, right, right. but all, all that mattered to me is that, he had a caller or he was a priest right and so he right. could say mass and i could talk to him and so i talked to him and he was like you know he, he was he was comforting he was like look you don't know anything yet you know relax all this kind of stuff but also like you know he said you know can, do you want to get the sacrament of uh of, of the sake right right said, yeah well it can't hurt so absolutely right yeah. right right um I, I i periodically bump into him you know over the next year or so and he'd say I say, hey, it's gone well, or it's come back, or these kind of things. And he'd say, can I give you know, do you want the, the sacrament again? And I said, yeah. So he he gave me the sacrament about three times, 
Uh, oh, wow. I'd say every time I bump into him, I was getting my oil changed. <laughs> right. There you go. That's right. That's a good one. Every 3,000 miles. That's right. <laughs> and so uh, I had the ultrasound on the Wednesday, which uh, is an awkward thing <laughs> to do. Yeah, you know, I don't. This, yeah. You got this cute young nurse and she's talking about where you're going on holidays and all this kind of stuff and trying to make everything normal. And you're like, <laughs> this is very far from normal. I appreciate what you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, right, yeah. Right. Um, right, right, right. And so, uh, you know, she was talking, she was chatty and all the rest, but then she got really quiet while she's, you know, scanning for a second. And then she started talking again. I was like, if she got quiet, she'd probably find something. Else. Yeah. Right. And uh, so we're walking out, and, and I said, look, I know you're not in a position to tell me anything, but can you tell me anything? <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's like, well, you know, we'll, we'll have to like forward it on to your oncologist and see how that goes. I'm like, no, no one said that word yet. Come on. <laughs> oh, right. And so. By the yeah. way, did you have an oncologist, right? I mean, all of a sudden a no. new character comes into your play. Exactly. And, right. and I, wait a minute. I, this isn't even a, I, I didn't cast this character, right? This right. And so I'm like, this is, this keeps getting, you know, it, it's, it, yeah, it, it was, uh, it was one of those things. Where like, you know, we're not supposed to say those things. Come on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, you know, at this point, you know, I'm 33, and I've got two kids and one on the way, and it's like, come on, like, this is not. Uh, well, that that was kind of a thing. You know, I was talking to, the, to to Father Sean up in Columbia Falls. I was like, I was in the middle of a sentence. I was said, this kind of thing doesn't, and I stopped thinking again about. I was about to say this kind of thing doesn't happen to me. Like this isn't part of my story. This still happens right. to other people. But I stopped right. because I was like, why doesn't this happen to me? Of course this can happen. It has to happen to somebody, right? And so right. Um, I, I that was the as close as I got to like per me kind of thing. At that point, I was just like, no, like I'll deal with it. Like that's gonna be my mindset is you know, we don't know we don't know what it is at that point. Well, roll your sleeves up and we'll figure it out. And we'll just say prayers and I'll listen to whatever music I want to listen to. And I'll get through it, right? right, right, right. <laughs> so, it doesn't have to be funeral dirges anymore. Yeah. I will say that the later Johnny Cash stuff is really good for mood setting. Like, it is yeah, just, yes, it is just uh, yes. You know, yes. Guys, I'm I'm going to get through this. Like that's kind of the attitude, right? Or or and if I'm not, I'm going out of my way, right? Right, right, right. And so, uh, by the way, when did when did you involve Jen? in this part now so, right. so you get the so, so by now the oncologist comes in you got to tell jen well, no, so the ultrasound is on the wednesday she says well we're going to talk to the you know you'll have to see like they'll go to the oncologist or whatever still haven't told jen don't know anything yet official so i'm like i don't want to like i don't oh. want her to go into early labor yet right <laughs> right 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 and also right, right. i don't want to say it out loud because that'll make it real right yeah right. and so yeah. on the friday I get a phone call from my doctor and he says, so we looked at the ultrasound and it looks precancerous. And so we're going to schedule you, uh, you know, an emergency appointment with the urologist. And I'm like, okay. That was like, it was like a 30 minute or 30 second phone call. Right. And he was like, okay, so keeping it, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a call with that. And that's whenever I was like, okay, now I have to tell my wife. Yeah. <laughs> so, right um and so and she's but the good news was it was precancerous right it wasn't well 
Uh, yeah, I don't know what that word means, I guess. No, sorry, maybe I shouldn't have said precancerous. It looks cancerous, right? It, oh, okay. There's an inclination that, you know, it looks like it might be cancerous. Right? You still okay. didn't say officially oh. it is, right? right? And so, you know, all week I've been reading everything I can online about testicular cancer. Sure. Uh, and now I have to, like, say, okay, hey, Jen, come here a minute. You know, the kids are fine. Stick on the show. I need to talk to you. <laughs> yeah. And tell her that, you know, okay, the older son wasn't good. And, you know, it looks like I might have cancer. So, um, great, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, awful kind of like, uh, what the hell do we do? Right. But also, this happened, this was a Friday, so we were kind of like, well, no, no one's going to call us over the weekend. So I remember that weekend being really good. <laughs> I uh, remember yeah. thinking, right. oh, I'm not going to get a phone call right now. So this is fine. But then right. the problem is that on Monday, nobody called either. I'm like the heck like i was told it was an emergency call uh and so on the on the tuesday i called in and said i was supposed to have an emergency appointment with the urologist what's the story you know what's you know oh, okay let me look into it. we'll call you back and i got a phone call within an hour and they said the nurse on the phone said so you talked to your doctor right and i said yeah well he told me you know that it looks cancerous or whatever and she said okay this is about noon noon right she says come in at four o'clock today for your uh for your pre-surgery appointment and we'll you know we'll talk then about your your surgery tomorrow <laughs> wait what do you think my doctor told me <laughs> yeah yeah right i don't think we got the same message here lady <laughs> like what are we talking about she said, we'll just come in later on and so i'm like okay well, i guess i'm having surgery tomorrow and i knew this was coming because the thing with testicular cancer is that if they suspect it's cancer you can't biopsy it to find out because you risk spreading it for whatever reason right and so the gold standard of care is you have to remove that testicle and uh, so i'm like so you're going to remove it and i don't officially know that it's cancer yet that seems right like yeah right but that's what they do and that's what i knew was coming and all the rest and so I'm like, this sucks right this is miserable and so um and everyone's like, well, you're, you know, Jen's like obviously pregnant at this point. They're like, good thing you already have kids and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, you can still have kids though. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's not an issue. And I have a fourth kid since then. So I'm like, right. Right. <laughs> works okay. So, <laughs> right. Right. Um, right. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hard thing to deal with. Right. It's, it's, a, I describe it as like, it's like the male version of a mastectomy. Right. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's not as visible. Right. I would hope. But <laughs> right, right. Certainly, uh, it's it's kind of I don't know. It's 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 a big thing to have to go through that. Well, and so, and, lose and, a piece of you. And, but I guess what I not only that, but I mean, you go from uh, possibly looks like cancer, which is a weird thing to say because I'm like, what does that mean? Like, is he wearing a mask? You know, did did cancer get a different haircut? It could possibly, you know, I mean, what does possibly look like cancer mean, right? Exactly. Right. And then all, so, but whatever framework you move that into, you put it in there, and then all of a sudden, the next piece of communication you have is, hey, uh, we're going to have to go ahead and schedule a pre-surgery, and you, because of the research you did on your own, you knew right away what that meant. Right. I mean, you knew this is what's happening now. Um, and so, so that's. We, we, you had it. That was like getting a boulder dropped on you, you know? Right. Yeah. I know. It was, it was like, Oh, okay. After that kind of like the carefree weekend, it was like, okay, back to reality with the spot. Yeah. Right. And right. so, um, went to 
uh, the, the urologist appointment. And he was finally the person that was like looking at the ultrasound with me and was like, this means this and this means this, which is in very strong indicative like case to me that it looks exactly like you have testicular cancer, which is what I think you have. And I was like, oh, somebody finally actually just said it, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. right. Right. And, so he said, and it well, wasn't you. Somebody else said right. it. And that and yeah. who and that was okay. That that makes Which is yeah. like the thing in the movie where like the doctor like sits down and tells you in the movie, like you have cancer. And it's like that's kind of the moment I was expecting or waiting for, right? And, and right. Yeah, finally here it is, okay. <laughs> they just yeah. kept kicking the can to the next guy. Yeah. Right, right. And so um he said, Go upstairs, you know, you're gonna be under anesthesia tomorrow. So you need to get your, your lungs x rayed and make sure that you're you know, you, you know able to do that and all this sort of stuff and then go get some blood drawn and uh then he left and the nurse came in and said you know where to get blood drawn it's just across the hall and then go up to the third floor to get your chest x-rayed to make sure it hasn't spread to your lungs i was like Wait, what yeah <laughs> yeah right i just need to get your oh. bedside manner in order here like <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah where was the nice nurse during the yeah. ultrasound she made she at least tried to make me feel comfortable <laughs> right. so you know go up get the lungs x-rayed and they're like no everything looks good and so i go well, at least that's you know one piece that I worry about. it didn't look like it had spread so that was nice and uh because at that point you don't know if you have cancer that's like stage one or like lance armstrong it's in your brain it's all over your right. body oh, right yeah and so you're like, well, it doesn't look like it's spread, so it looks fine. And uh, go to get blood drawn, and the the perf phlebotomist guy is like, you know, we walk in again. Jen's heavily pregnant, and so everyone assumes she's the patient, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we sit down. I sit down in the chair, and he goes, "So, how's your day going?" And I was like, "Well, I just found out I had cancer." <laughs> and like, oh, really? Oh, that's that's awful. I go, what kind of testicular? Oh, that's really, really bad. Oh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's and, really, really bad. Yeah, thanks yeah. for thanks, dude. I hadn't figured that out yet, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> and, and then and then it was uh, and Jen's like, oh, he, oh, that's what he said. I said, what, what what do you do? And I said, well, I sell life insurance. And he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then Jen goes, and uh, I'm pregnant too. And he goes, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> but this is like, this is the way, like, we're laughing at this. Like, we're laughing. Like, right. Like, like, and so he's like, uh, are you guys okay? Like, <laughs> right. like for people who just got told they have cancer, you're like, well, I don't know. Maybe it's, hey. I don't know. The thing that, that kind of concerns me a little bit through this story is it sounds like, you know, the customer service experience <laughs> that you had in trying to get your visa almost <laughs> matches exactly the same level of customer service you got when you with your testicular with your nut cancer. You know what I mean? I'm like, what? Th this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's the absurdity of day to day life, right? Bureaucracy. Right, 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 right. So I go in, I have the surgery. Um, I get out that day, you know, Jen drives me home. I'm groggy as I, as I was so car sick and everything, like the anesthesia was wearing off. And then I, I, you know, was in bed for the next week or so, I think. I don't remember. The God, I hope so. I, of, yeah. <laughs> I hope you were in bed for a week. That sounds, and, yeah. And for anyone who's wincing out there, for any of the listeners, the guy listeners, the incision is in your lower abdomen. It's where your thigh hits your stomach, right? It's not, it's not down there. They don't do any cutting down there. So everybody like... <laughs> I'm, I'm lying in bed and I've got 15 staples in my in my lower gut, and yeah. uh, you know I'm and my kids are my kids. You know again, 
four and three, I think. Sure. That like don't jump on Daddy. Like he's got a sore stomach. Like that's all. They don't know it. Like there's no point in explaining anything like that. Sure. Them. Right. And I remember my my daughter was like, she she might have been two. I think she turned three that year. She was she loved bringing me ice water. She loved being a nurse. Mm, She'd come yeah. in with a toy microphone and sing me songs. Like I, I managed to. <laughs> yeah. I managed to video a couple of them and they, 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 they make me well up still, you know, she's singing the Moana songs to me and stuff. Oh, <laughs> right on. So awesome. Like, I'm really glad I, I have those. But I remember that night they were saying their prayers at bedtime and she was like, I hope daddy gets better. And my son goes, I hope I can run really fast tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, the postman yeah. still delivers mail, right? <laughs> I mean, it, Life goes Time. on. That's right, and, and so I'm like, well, that's cool. You know, I'm, I'm really glad. Like, that's what his head was, and that's right. Like, they weren't stressed. They weren't upset by anything about it. Right. And, right. Um, you know, my 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 mother-in-law came to stay and help out at the house and everything like that. So to them, it was just like an awesome, you know, sure. summer. You know, grandma came to stay, and they got spoiled rotten, right? And so, um, went back in and um. Went back in, oh, the night before the surgery, I was calling up the local priest. I was like, um, I'm having surgery tomorrow. I just wanted to have cancer. Can I have confessions? Like, I really like, like, not right. that I have any like huge, you know, murders I need to confess to or anything. <laughs> like that, I wanted, you know, I want to I be like good with God, right? And so, right. Right. And the priest was like, well, I'm heading out of town right now. And the other priest is out of town, but uh, you could try over in East Helena. They, you know, they might, uh, they, he might be able to get you. And the, uh, that priest, to be fair, he called me back that evening and was like, I wanted to make sure you did get confessions and stuff. And I was like, it was the Feast of the Assumption the next day. My surgery was on the Feast of the Assumption. Oh, wow. So they had their vigil wow. mass for that. And so I went at the end of mass. I didn't go to mass. I just went at the end. And I'd never met this priest before. And I, again, just went in and said, can you, I, can I have an emergency confession at the moment? <laughs> Is that possible? Right. And so we just had to go back to the church and did it there. And so, um that, that made me feel good i had that kind of squared away that's good and uh got out and i guess then on the the, the queenship of mary is the feast that comes a couple, like a week or so after the assumption and yeah. uh i think that's the right term i don't know but uh that was the day that i was told no it all looks good it looks like it didn't spread your lymph nodes are a little bit big uh but that could just be because that's like where the incision was and the surgery and so yeah. No, we'll keep an eye on it, but it looks like you're good. And I'm like, awesome. Grilled. Remember oh, that yes. week I had cancer, right? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Just yeah, one mean, week. No, I mean, that's right. Well, that's essentially what it was, right? And so I felt like, uh, I don't know, I felt kind of weird where it was like, am I a cancer survivor or not? Like, is that what that means? So when do you get yeah. to say that? Uh, you know, I don't feel that's like... true. Don't feel like I can say I beat cancer because I didn't do anything and I never had any major effects. But sure. I had this surgery and it was it was scary and all this kind of stuff. And so I was kind of thinking like that was a weird thing that happened, right? And uh, life went back to normal. And then in December I went in for my first three month checkup and Jen came with me and my parents were actually over. It was the last day they they were over visiting because the baby number three Michael was born in November, yeah. and so they came over. Uh, for for like Thanksgiving and baptism, my brother is the priest, so he did the baptism for that. And right uh, you know, we we uh, you know had a great visit, and then it was like, oh, I need to go in for my appointment today. 
went in with Jen and the doctor says, so your lymph nodes have actually gotten bigger. So we needed to start radiation today. Oh um, no. I really thought I'd kick this. Like I, like that, Fine. it really, it really surprised me. I shouldn't have been surprised, but it really like, right. there was no follow-up. There was no medication. There was no symptoms. I felt worse after the surgery because the surgery just hurts your body. Right. Right. So um, I felt, you know, like that was the, like, I had no side effects really beforehand. And, and I, uh, I, I kind of thought I'd put it behind me. And uh, then I have to go and tell my parents, uh, I start radiation for the next month oh. and I start tomorrow and you're leaving tomorrow. And so oh. sorry to ruin your vacation. <laughs> oh, it doesn't ruin their vacation. Uh, they right. feel, that you know, was they hard for them. They, they feel bad, obviously. They, you know, they yeah. wanted to be able to. Sure. Right. Um, but yeah, that was another world when, where it was, um, so you'll go in next door. We'll get you, you know, you, you, you on the on the on the gurney, and we'll get you because we need to make sure that the scan hits the same place every day. You know, we'll get you tattooed, and we'll get you in there and get out. I was like, this is gonna be a weird choice of phrase. Um, yeah, right. Go to the next place, and he goes, hey, put on those scrubs, and we'll get you through. We'll get you tattooed, and we'll get you. I was like, the last guy said tattooed too. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. What's right? Exactly. What is this tattooed thing? Yeah, and he's like, well, you, you have to get uh, tattooed. Uh, you get a dot, you got four dots on you. So one, two, three, and then two on either side. Uh, and I'm not a, I'm not a tattoo person. I never like, just not for me. Right. And uh, I'm like, I have to get tattooed. Like, and I, so uh, like a permanent tat, permanent dot. This isn't yeah. something that washes it's, off it's with a little like a ballpoint pen. It's like a little, it's like a dot yeah. of a ballpoint pen. But, uh, wow. but yeah. Oh, I'm getting some ink today, I guess. Okay. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> in and I have to get, you know, radiation. And they're like, this is going to be, uh, it's going to make you nauseous because it's hitting your lower intestine, right? Uh, or your large intestine. And uh, it's kind of, you know, going to be that area. But, you, but you, you'll, you'll be nauseous, but we'll give you meds for that. And you come in every day uh, for the next month, basically, right? Uh, and so... I book my appointment. I go in at, uh, you know, eight o'clock in the morning. I was back in my car at eight ten, and uh, uh, you just go in. You lie in this giant, you know, Star Trek looking room that has this big machine that rolls around you and makes big noises. And it's like they switch a light off and on, hit you with a dose of radiation, and then you go home. Um, the first day, and and I, from some reading that I'd done as well, or else somebody had mentioned it, it was like the first week you won't feel it too much. But uh, in the second uh, week, you might start to notice it. But we'll give you a prescription for the nausea and, you know, make sure you get it. And uh, that first night, I called it for the prescription and it hadn't been sent through. But I was like, is this like a, am I a wuss? Or is this like, really, like, I feel so sick. Like, oh, no. <laughs> it was on so the first weird. shot, on the first the dose. First, the first day, I was like, this is, I like, I know that they said that this wasn't supposed to affect me right away, um, but I, like I feel like I could throw up. Like this is really bad. But like, uh, uh, is it because I'm expecting it, or, or or what's the story? Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure, I, went, sure, sure. I went in the next morning for the first or for the second dose, and the, the guy was like, "So, any, how'd you feel this thing?" He goes, I said, "Look, I feel kind of, I felt really nauseous yesterday." He goes, "Yeah, but you got meds for that, right?" And I said, "They didn't come through, but like, I know." I know, like you had said, it, it shouldn't affect me right away. And goes, oh no, the nausea will hit you right away. That's awful. Like, <laughs> oh <laughs> no! <laughs> He's like, we'll make sure make sure you get that uh, prescription today. And I was like, 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know? So I had to go in and do that. And the pills helped a lot. They were they were really good. Um it was it was just something you kind of got used to. That was a weird advent for sure. That that, that December was was definitely uh strange having to right. do that every day. And uh they, they broke for Christmas and so didn't go in on Christmas, but um on Christmas Eve my kids brought it home like a, a tummy bug, right? A stomach bug, right? Right. And so at Christmas Eve mass, we got there, you know, two kids and a new baby. We got there right before mass started. There's no seats. Like it is. Right. Yeah, of course not. It's like, you can go downstairs and watch it on the screen. It's like, okay, we go downstairs. I'm like, this is not the mass experience that I wanted. Like this. <laughs> 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 and uh, I'm sitting there and I just start like sweating. And I'm like, I don't feel well. Like, this is not good. And uh, went home. I was like, yeah, I just, I, I don't know if we were downstairs and it was cramped and it was hot or, or whatever, but Christmas day was probably the worst, it just was like the worst Christmas of my life. I was throwing up and running to the bathroom all day. That tummy bug, like it hit me like a freight train. Like it was, oh, it, was wow. it was the radiation like lowers your immunity or whatever. Oh, you know? and so. I was in agony, you know, I was just like, you know, diarrhea and throwing up and just miserable i made it i made it out in the morning to do christmas you know to do santa claus and all that kind of stuff sure. poor jane you know she is just like playing with all the toys and keeping the kids going and she's making breakfast and all that kind of stuff yeah. i usually make the christmas dinner you know right and so i was like I, I can't like if i make that turkey like it's not getting eaten today like, right. <laughs> right and she was like the kids won't know like it's fine we'll just do it and like when you feel up to it and so um went uh you know, I was lying, I was going back and forth, back and forth to the, from the bed to the bathroom. And I, I sat down on the bed and I said to uh, Father McGivney, the, the founder of the Knights of Columbus, I said, if you could just help me fall asleep so I can get some rest today, I like will be so thankful. If you can help me with that. And I, 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 I felt like, a, it's weird to say you felt a light, but I felt like a light in my stomach. Wow. And... At that moment, I lay down and I fell asleep. It was the first sleep I'd gotten all day, three hours or so. And I woke up and I didn't, I, I wasn't being sick anymore. And I, I got some. Wow. Wow. And wow. Uh, I actually wrote that into the McGivney Guild, who were the group that are, you know, they, they, if you have any favors, like they, they're trying to get them canonized, right? Right, sure, right, right. right. Um, they, I wrote that into them and was like, this, you know, does, I don't know that this counts as like him curing cancer, but it certainly helped me that day. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so right. Uh, I wrote that. It into eased them. your pain. Yes. It did. It was awesome and it was instant and it was nice. And so um, then after that, you know, it all looked good and I go in for scans every, you know, six months to a year. Everything looks good. And I went in again this past December. And the doctor said, nope, it all looks good. We'll have one more scan next year, and then you're in the clear. Oh. Wow. Uh, everything. Well, so we would be saying some prayers for that. So for sure. do you, my question is now, do you feel like a cancer survivor? Or are you waiting for that next test? So here's here's what I've kind of noticed after that, right? Is initially, you kind of, I, I kind of felt like, uh, like a fraud or something to, to, to say like, no, I didn't, like, again, I didn't do anything. It happened to me. I'm a, I'm a cancer experiencer. Right. And so I beat it or, cause I don't like to say like I beat it or I'm a survivor. Cause then people that, you know, that die from it. It's like, if they tried harder, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Oh, <laughs> you know? so yeah. I kind of yeah. wanted to like, I, 
so so I guess Survivor is kind of better. Like I, I I came out the other end of it, right? And so that 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 that's okay. But and again, it definitely at the start I was kind of like again it, it kind of happens to you. But what comes with it is definitely afterwards there's like there, there there's a there's depression and there's anxiety and there's different things that follow on after sure. it. It's like yeah, the cancer's been and gone, but it, like it's left an effect. Like I've scarred and tattooed yeah. and beat up, right? Right, yeah. right. So, there's the there's the trauma. Let's just right. let's just call it what it is. And I really it's think the trauma, it's only, and you it's have only, to overcome that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's only in the last year that I'm like, oh no, that's what I'm like. I'm still going through that, right? And so oh, wow. it's it's uh it's an ordeal, right? And so I don't know. It's it, 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 it I don't think it stops. I, I hope it stops eventually, but. It's uh, it gets better and better as it goes by. Yeah, it will lessen. Yeah, maybe. And again, right, um, faith, and again, opportunity to grow in faith, and the opportunity to, um, I mean, right, that just like I said, faith. Well, again, this I'm wasn't. So this was. I'm so glad yeah. I had it to fall on and to and to be there and mm-hmm. and to kind of help me through it for yeah. sure because. Yeah. Um, I remember my my uh, so my, my Jen is from from a family of girls, and I'm from like I've got two brothers and a sister, and so um, it, it was like they her her sisters would kind of be, you know, oh we're so sorry, like are you okay? All this, and my my family would be, uh, you know, mocking and joking, right? And so right, <laughs> which then Jen and I kind of took on that. It was like you know when my mother in law was here to say to to stay, she was like. You know, they see like Dermot and Jen are fine. Like they're laughing, they're getting through. Like they're coping fine. You know, they're doing right. like don't feel like they're not they're not sitting around. You know, with the curtains drawn in the dark. Right. You know, it's like, oh yeah. And yeah. so you're able to kind of face these things head on. And I remember right. uh, talking to my sister, you know, um, and saying just how different it was. But uh, she called me up and said, "So you're having a, a sex reassignment surgery? I'm hearing." Yeah. Right. Yeah. Leave it to your brothers to say after or your, fact, or, or your yeah. you know, but your brothers or sisters to say afterwards, Hey, Dermot, how come you, you know, you're just leaning to the left more yeah, right. or, you know what I'm <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Leave it to them to, to, you know, bring that out of it. Right. 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 No. And so, um, that, you know, I think that helps having that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. what a wonderful um, story. Uh, several stories there. Yeah, I'm, I told you. I I, I told you. I, I, it would be a long one, right? <laughs> it, well, yeah, but but worth it. First of all, um, man, thank you, thank you. I, I you know I don't know if you've. I, I'm I'm assuming you've shared that with a with the people, but I, I first of all, um, thank you for sharing that with us, and and thank you for sharing that on a public place too. So, well, um, yeah, again, it's, I, a, it's it, people should. Should 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 be okay to talk about things like that, and and guys right. should check themselves, you know, and, and go to yeah. your doctor, you know. I, I do work in insurance, and so um, whenever whenever you know I, I'm going through the medical questions, it's almost like a point of pride with guys. Sometimes like I haven't been to a doctor in 30 years, and it's like <laughs> that's go. not good. Yeah. Go, go. It's right. You tough. <laughs> right, right. Don't take, you know. Right. Yeah, it doesn't make you tough. Well, and I I like the fact that at no point in in any of your stories, did you um, lose faith or or have a, you know, I don't know, I, you you had an abundance of faith and that helped you get through it. And you just kind of right. took it for what it was. You did, just said, you know, it's happening to me. Yeah. I'm not going to 
a wallow in, in the mud about it. I'm just going to, because I know that God's with me and mm -hmm. he will help me. And yeah. Did, did you ever go through the angry stuff? I mean, talking about the, the emotional experience of trauma. I mean, did you get through this and all of a sudden just find these days of anger and did no, that? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think, okay. again, like I said, the one time with the priest where I almost said like, this doesn't happen to me. Um, yeah. That, when, when I kind of caught myself saying that, because that's such a a weird sentence to say. <laughs> right. Kind of doesn't happen to me. Right. Um, it's, right. It's like, um, like I said, it has to happen to somebody. And so, yeah. um, the, you know, that's where you're thankful that you have faith to fall back on, that you have um, right. that kind of, you have the tools, right? You have the rosary, you have mass, you have, mm -hmm. you have things that you can uh, lean on. And so, um, I think that, you know, I, I don't know who I'd be angry at, you know? Right, <laughs> right, right. Life, right? Right. You know, so, be, at, be, be married, be angry at Adam and Eve, right? Because, <laughs> I mean, I mean, all, right? Sickness and death entered the world. And so I guess if we have to blame someone, let's go back a few years. Yeah. So, right. No, I think. That's right. Yeah. Well, D Dermot, I. Uh, Well, I, 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 go ahead. It, it was, it's hard to, the good news is that you're better or you have one more appointment, right? And the good news is, yes. is as your family. And the good news is, is that through all of this, through all of your life, you know, the, the story uh, related to just how you and Jen were able to come together to make that family. And then the story of how you and Jen, and, and that, I, I'm sure the, the, the testicular cancer, right? That's the big that's the big story, right? But but stitching God, together a so. marriage, but what's I said, that? God, I said, God, I hope so. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay, <laughs> right. But you know what I mean. But but stitching together a, a, a family and a marriage that um, you know endures all of those, right? And 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 that's the thing that always strikes me about marriage, right? Or, or in relationships specifically, but marriage, right? Is sometimes we are, marriages are kind of geared to deal with the big things. It's the everyday things that, 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 you know, really drive us crazy, right? The, which role, which way the, the toilet paper should be on the roll, or do you leave the cupboard doors open or, you know, whatever. Those are the things, you know, that really are the real struggles in marriage sometimes, but yet, what it is a testimony to you and, and, and to Jen and the family that you've created, right. That when the big things come, you guys, you know, still get up and, and do your day, um, you know, check the mail. A lot of it goes back to the long distance. When we talk to each other on the phone for two years, there you go. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we'd see each other intermittently throughout, you know, every right. you know, six months or so, but like it's a relationship that's built on getting to know each other. Right. And so right. You, 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 there's there's a lot of conversations that go on there and, and so right. um you know if it was if it was just like a physical thing or something like that like like any you know college age kids would have then mm -hmm. then maybe there isn't that basis or grinding but like we're we're pretty rock solid because we know we know each other's yeah, like, so well. so, yeah we do really closely you know so right I, I, and also I, you know with kids too you know it's, it's a struggle always with kids you always kind of you know, the faith was passed on to me from my parents, and I want to make sure that I pass it on as well. And so, I had this little a little victory uh, a while ago um, with with my son. And this is this is kind of like the best I can ask for. I think this is based on my stories. This is what I want my kids to 
the very least I want them to get. Um, so my my grandmother, my, my grandmother in Ireland passed away. It must have been like the end of 2019. And my son, my son didn't know her. He'd met her, you know, a couple of times, but and he remembers being at her house and things like that, but he doesn't know her. Um, but he was upset, you know, the first family member that he knows that died, right? Right, oh. right. And, uh, he went to bed that night. And, you know, kids always, I think adults do it too, but it's when you get to bed, you start to thinking about things. Right. And so he came out and he was upset and he was crying. And he said, yeah, I just want to say a rosary. Aww. And he's like five. And he's a little right. rosary pamphlet that has the prayers on it, right? Sure, right. And, uh, you know, he fell asleep saying the rosary that night. And, uh, you know, again, I'm like, that's, that's, the, that's the bare bones of what I want to pass on. That whenever mm. you're sad, you can always go say a rosary. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. What a testimony, yeah, man. That's that, right on. That's, yeah. In and, fact- and, and I know that... I, I know you, I just wanted to say that there's another great story there is just uh, that your wife was pregnant, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and she, you know, she, she, I mean, you just explained it. You guys know each other so well, so you kind of knew what to expect from your wife, even though she's pregnant. But I got to tell you, there are a lot of women out there that would have just been angry, <laughs> you know, because pregnancy is my time mm-hmm. and I need to be taken care of. And now mm-hmm. I've got to take care of my husband. And I mean, she didn't, didn't um, self, there was no self-pity in that either from what you're, you're expressing. And I think well, the- that's pretty special too. Definitely the one thing that I would say that was that she wasn't thrilled that I held on to it myself for a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have my yeah. reasons for it, obviously. Like it wasn't like, hey, I'm <laughs> keeping this the secret for myself. Like right. it was like, I don't, I don't want to stress you out on Julie. Like, right. But, no, um, gotcha. but she's like, uh, you have to tell me anymore. <laughs> you know? Right, right. So no, she she started going totally to your doctor enough. appointments with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> just, just totally well, fair enough. Right. Well, Dermot, I, I love the story you told about your son. And I, I love the just the commentary, right? Because um, he, he witnessed that in you and that model, right? When things are rough, when, when, when I, things are a doubt, then get shaky. Um, you know, I, I go and practice my faith. I, I go and pray. I um, mm-hmm. ask for intercessions from the saints and from the Blessed Mother. And so I, I, I love that. I love that message. And I, I think that's kind of the message we want to yeah. leave with our guests as we yeah. sign off it's on the great podcast. Faith journey. So, so with that being said, Dermot, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you um, and appreciate you taking the time to share this story. And it was an intimate story for sure. And uh, thank you yeah, for bringing us into it. that. Thank you. That so when when that. do we do part two? I'm just kidding. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, because we got to do the next part, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, hey, thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. thank you guys for doing this.